Right about now, with episode 60 of the Current Den podcast, right as Derek arrived. I mean, perfect timing, Teague. Right as Dan and I were getting ready to start without you, I'd be like, yeah, he can join, but timing is perfect. So all three of us are here. Derek's even got his Mortal Kombat background going. I've got my near replicant 3.289365 FML. Is that that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've got that background going. Which, by the way, this background I found is it's a it's a gorgeous wallpaper that someone created. It is not what the game looks like. We'll oh, talk wow. about what the yeah, game yeah, looks yeah. Like a little bit, but that is nice. It's someone's much more like 4K version of what, what it could look like. What is going on down there? Where, where, where are you? Teague, where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> it's like quicksand just took him down into it, like. Did, you know. It looked it looked like you just sunk below Scorpion there for a second. <laughs> Are you guys All proud right, well, of my, like, man beard? Yeah, what's up That's with that? That's exactly how I wanted to kick things off. So we're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about the Mortal Kombat movie, which I haven't seen yet, but these two guys have their thoughts on that. But we can't go anywhere until we talk about Derek's facial growth he has going on. What's the deal, and how does it feel? It's very itchy, and I only did it because the girl I'm not seeing anymore... Wanted me to grow my hair out, or my facial hair out, because I was hurting her when I was kissing her. So, I decided wow. to just leave it. I don't like it. Like, I feel... You know, the both I don't of feel you... like I look bad right now, but most times when I look at it, I'm like, oh, I like how I look better when this isn't here. Listen, I'm, I'm 34 years old. I'm freaking Portuguese, all right? And I can't grow a beard to save my goddamn life. So, you shut the hell up and you enjoy that facial hair, all right? You son of a, you know what? <laughs> All right, I can I could either like do the whole thing where we bust each other's balls and I, but or I could give you my real thoughts on the beard. Which do you want? <laughs> you can do both. Actually, I don't think it'll take that long. Uh, All right. Well, I actually think you look better now than you've ever looked with that <laughs> hair on than you I ever. Say, I, I say cover that thing up as much as you can. So that's okay, number one. That was rude. That's number one. Number two, uh, honestly, it's coming in evenly. Look at it. Like, you actually have even beard growth. You could grow a legit beard, yeah. and a lot of guys can't. And I'm not trying to bash on anyone who can't, but a lot of guys can't. So you've got even growth coming in there, which is not something everyone can I think can that's kind of why I'm doing it is I just want to see. I have grown it out longer than this, but it was, like, when I was fatter, and it was a long time ago. So I just want to see what I look like. Yeah, and I mean, I some have... people get the Joe Dirt thing where it's like it just grows in right here and right here, yeah. and it just like, it's... but you, yeah, you can it's coming see in right here. It's thinner, like there's not as much, but well, then that's where you should draw the line, man. That's where you you trim it right up to that line, and then shave everything underneath it. Like you got to create the border for the beard. But I've gotten, not that I, I honestly, I know people think I, I do everything for attention, but I have gotten a lot of positive feedback. For this but honestly if it's up to me which i mean technically it is after i see how it looks i'm more than likely gonna just shave it off i don't care what yeah. other girls think yeah. and definitely don't care about what guys think yeah so. sure no just that's rub it fair. in that's fine just keep rubbing it in 
Do you want to mail no. me some if you can? Just mail it in a box for me. I'll save you my pubes. I don't want puby facial hair. I want actual facial hair. Dan, if you could grow a mustache. Dan, it looks like you could grow a mustache, right? I need to shave like every day so the stash doesn't grow it because I look like just a creep when I have a mustache. But Zorro, because you've got the under the lip. I have this. At least I have this. There's good and bad. Like, obviously, I don't mind that I can grow it out and I still think I look young for a 41-year-old, but... Dan, you don't look 34. So this is the only positive thing I mean, you're ever going to hear me say about you. You're still <laughs> ugly. I hate your personality. Sure. Yep. Okay. But you look like you would be 27, 28. Oh, any other compliments? Do you have anything else, sir? You're still yep. gay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'd just like to throw it out there. For those of you who just listened to us and maybe you don't really listen, uh, ever watch or see what we look like, Derek looks younger than he is. Dan looks younger than he is. I look exactly my age, maybe a little older. So no. that's kind How old of what are we're you? working with. Because you're younger than me. Huh? I'm 38. I'm 38. Yeah. Jeez, I am an old ass man. You are. You are. But yeah. But the good thing are. is I date 23 year olds, so I'm good. Yeah, that's the good thing. Also, we're more mature than you, just so you know. <laughs> I'm going to fight you on that. <laughs> he agrees with us on that one. Yes. All right. Well, hey, if I keep having audio issues, let me know. I want to make sure it's listenable for the podcast. Is it? Is it, it causing sounded, um. No, as as we've been recording, it sounds it sounds okay. perfectly fine. So just earlier, it would definitely was being weird, but we weren't okay. recording yet. So perfect. All right. Well, listen. Um, I just no, said perfect, like Street Fighter Two, but we're actually going to talk about Mortal Kombat. So I'm sorry for the bad reference there. Mortal um, Kombat. So I am planning on watching this tonight after we record. This is 100% a watch it by yourself movie for me. My wife, I, I said it to her while she's standing in the kitchen. We're getting ready to get the kids all in bed, and I was like, hey. New Mortal Kombat movie's out. You want to watch it? And she's like, I'd pick any other option. <laughs> All right. Well, that's just rude. That's rude. Can we watch a romantic comedy? No, honestly, yeah. she'd probably watch anything else. Like, even stuff that she's not interested in, she'd probably watch that. But uh, not so this one. So next uh, time she makes a suggestion for a movie that you honestly don't care about, just say anything I'd else. Watch anything else. Yeah, yeah. Pick anything else. I'll watch. I'll see, watch a blank screen. Just turn nothing on. I'd rather watch that for an hour. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch it tonight. But I want to get your guys' thoughts. I know the reviews have come out, and honestly, they look overall, in my opinion, pretty positive. If you're already going in knowing what to expect for a Mortal Kombat movie, the Rotten Tomatoes score, I was expecting it to be like a 13%, and it's really only for a certain crowd. I think it's over 50%. Last time I checked, which mm. which is amazing for a, not only a video game movie, but a Mortal Kombat movie, which historically don't review all that well. So I'm just curious what, who cares what the critics think? Who cares? Whatever. I've read through some of the review um, summaries and they're hilarious. It's people who don't know what they're talking about and are judging it just like a movie, which is, that's their prerogative to do that. But it's funny to, to listen to them or to read what they're saying. What about you guys? You like this franchise. You also like movies. Did you both like it? What are your thoughts? I'll let you take it away. Side note, there's not a lot to compare to because there's only two of them. And the first one is fun in a campy way, and the second one is mostly pretty bad. So It is pretty bad. Yeah. So. The first one I thought was kind of a fun yeah. revisit. You know? Also has I Highlander. I would like to watch the first one again because I probably watched it like 30 times when I was a teen, and I have not watched it in probably 20 years. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't wild. hold up 
visual wise, but it's still a fun kind of oh man, nineties, like so nineties. But I, I still kind of enjoyed it for what it was. Um All right, so I'll start and then Dan can follow up. Um so I actually woke up at like five in the morning this morning, wasn't planned, and then I was like, Oh, Mortal Kombat came out. <laughs> I wonder if it's. I wonder if I could watch it right now because you know I didn't know if it unlocked at a certain time. Sure enough, it was. So I actually watched the entire movie before I went to work, which I'm happy about because I knew I had plans tonight and I didn't. I didn't want to wait. Like I wanted to watch it. I would have been at work the whole time wanting to watch it. Um, anyway, so I watched it. Um, I know what Mortal Kombat is. Anybody who doesn't know anything about me knows. Uh, you should know I'm a huge fan. It's probably. I like a lot of different games now, but it's my favorite franchise. Like, it's the franchise that got me addicted to video games. So, I, if that's a good thing. But, um, so I'm a big fan. I like this, the characters. I like the world, universe, story, everything. So, this movie, I feel like, is pretty close to perfection when it comes to what I could imagine a Mortal Kombat movie being. Like, I remember when I watched the first one. I remember liking it, and I remember me and my friends, we, I wasn't exaggerating, we probably watched it like 30 times, but a lot of times we were watching it just because we were making fun of like the voice acting, and we were just having fun with it. Um, but I remember as a Mortal Kombat freak back then, like even a bigger freak than I am now, I was super disappointed because it was PG-13 or whatever it ended up being. There was no fatalities, not like what we're used to in the video games. So it wasn't, right. it didn't feel Mortal Kombat. So I knew this. Yeah, they one, had to make it mainstream, right? And they're like, well, video games for kids. We got to let kids go. So I remember yeah. them really drawing. Yeah. Out. Well, I mean, the the game, Mortal Kombat, the original game is the reason why we, what started ratings for games in the first right. place. So, you know, the violence yeah. and everything, you know, so it was a weird decision. So, to do that, but so I no, but I understand it because uh, rated R movies were not well received like they are now. Like you can, you can release a dead, Deadpool movie, put it rated R, and it's going to sell millions and millions of tickets, millions and billions of dollars. So same thing with Mortal Kombat. It's not that risky now to release a Mortal Kombat movie as a rated R. It would have been a huge risk back then. It, even though gamers would have known what it is, mainstream would have been like, nope, not going. So anyways, um, so I went into it with high hopes, to be honest with you, because I had watched all the previews for it, and I liked the direction it was going in. And then I even watched, like, the first seven minutes the night before, and that even hyped it more with the action that they threw you into right away. There, I do have some issues with it. Without, like, anybody knows me, especially when it comes to movies, I don't overanalyze. My rating system is movies is for movies is, did I like it? And this I loved. But, like, for me, as I watched it, I did feel like the overall story was rushed when it really didn't need to be. And then my other issue was I felt like... I know Mortal Kombat has cheese, but there was some lines where I was like, Can, you didn't... Please. You didn't need to do that. Like I think didn't... sometimes there are first drafts of scripts and some lines just don't get that double check that they need. I feel like that happens sometimes. <laughs> like I also someone think, should have caught this one. I also think when you're dealing with like established franchises, like a video game franchise, they kind of like force things in. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. I don't think this is really a spoiler because I'm not going to give you details. I'm just going to tell you 
guy gets in a quick fight. It's not even a long fight, so it's not like a Mortal Kombat fight where it's like a two-round fight. It's a quick fight. Finishes off with a fatality and says, flawless victory. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't need to say that. It doesn't, oh, it doesn't you do. Fit. Of course you do. <laughs> no, it, it, you didn't need to say that. And, it, and you don't need the character to say it. Like, if you want to sure. have some imaginary, deep voice Mortal Kombat god saying, flawless victory. Totally fine. Like, in the original movie, Shang Tsung was the one that yeah. would say it. Yeah, like, yeah. he would stand up and be like, flawless victory. That made sense. It was his tournament. He's watching. He just watched Well, that actor kind of sold it, too, right? Like, it was like, whoa, that guy's into this. Yeah. yeah. So, in this, there was stuff like that. But, again, that's really small, minor things. Yeah. But, overall, I thought um, they did a really good job with the characters like i said in my post in our facebook group i have never ever never ever ever liked kano i hate him in every video game i hate him in every movie i hate him in every show he is the most obnoxious i hate the whole sonya jacks kano thing i think it's pointless it's dumb i hate it this (laughs) is the first time i've watched kano and been like i love you like, I like you a lot. Like, he had me smiling. Sometimes he got annoying. But for the most part, a lot of his witty banner, for me, landed. And that would be what I would worry about is I would worry it would miss because it would be so cheesy. And sure, uh, some of the yeah. stuff he said cheesy. But I thought he was funny. And then, again, I'm not going to spoil it. But to me, the best part of the movie actually wasn't a fight scene. It was a scene between Kano, and I'm not going to mention the other two characters, and two other Mortal Kombat characters bantering with each other. And the stuff that they were saying to Kano had me actually laughing out loud. Um, like the, I was at like, the ta- At the table? Yeah. I was like, yeah, this yeah. is beyond savage, the stuff they're saying. <laughs> so, and the way they're saying it, like they're getting him all riled up and he's yeah. getting pissed. I'm like, oh, that's like watching Tim and Daniel talking to me. Like, I'm Kano. (laughs) So, funny that you were just saying how you liked him. In my head, I'm like, so this Kano is basically Derek if he was Australian and was witty. That's Uh, that's what the Kano is in this movie. Okay, I was with you until you insulted my wittiness. I'm pretty witty, brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God bless, okay? He's witty. God bless, bless, brother. Yellow. I'm yellowing everywhere. Uh, and Dan, I want to hear what you thought about it too, but Derek, just out of curiosity, because you said they rushed the story, I wondered, is this the kind of story or movie that they could have turned into a, like a six-part series and done more of a show approach that you would have liked, or are you glad they just did a movie? Okay, so I do want to say this before we move on to Dan, and again, I won't spoil it, because I came into it thinking, I don't know how to say this without spoiling it, I'll just say, I came into don't it thinking... Spoil it. Well, it's not going to spoil it, but I came into it thinking this first movie was going to cover what the first Mortal Kombat movie, the one we were talking about, the original, covered. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. So, again, hopefully that doesn't spoil anything. It doesn't. And so I felt like what they established, they set up for a sequel, so they are definitely doing parts. Um, But... I still felt the area that they covered, while I thought it was a great idea, I actually like it better than just redoing the first movie, in a sense, they still rushed some stuff. You had enough characters, you could have fleshed it out without dragging in. I don't want a three-hour Mortal Kombat movie. 
but it ended up being it's it clocks in at like an hour and 50 but really 13 minutes is like credits so it's like an hour and 37 minutes or you somewhere could have around. had another 20 30 minutes to yes, add, to add it. another it, 20 yeah. 30 minutes flesh yeah. out a few more characters because like i said once the movie starts moving forward it kind of starts out a little slow and when i say slow i'm not talking it doesn't have action it has action but yeah. it's a little slow and then once it starts pushing forward to where you see where the plot's going it kind of just it felt like it skipped like i'll i'll give an example like they didn't flesh out melina at all they didn't flesh out a lot of characters they fleshed out some they didn't flesh out a lot of them, and I felt like they could have. Um, yeah. So that, to me, especially when you see how their characters end up playing out, it kind of felt like they were under underutilized. I don't know if Dan sure. agrees, but that's how I felt. I mean, where something like a series can be effective when you have such a big ensemble that you're trying... I'm not saying it should have been, but I know that as a... I'm not a hardcore Mortal Kombat fan. I, th I find some of it to be interesting. It kind of gives me nostalgia for the 90s, but um, if they had announced it as a, this is going to be a mature, serious take on Mortal Kombat, you know, with some humor, of course, but it, and it's going to be a, a six-part series, eight-part series, whatever, and they'll call it season one. Maybe they'll do more, and then I would have been, I'm excited to watch it tonight. I would have been even more excited for a series because now I'd be like, dude, they're really going to dig into some stuff. Well, but the I movie, like... and I feel like this about all movies now because TV series have gotten so good. Like Derek, I'm watching through. I'm almost done with season two of Warrior now. And I, by the way, I heard that one of the act, I'm pretty sure one of the actors is in Warrior. That's yep. in Sub Zero. That's awesome. Um, he's, and he's an awesome fighter too in Warrior, of course. He's amazing. But um, anyway, all that to is totally, he nails it. He's perfect Sub Zero. Good. Yeah, he's a good actor. Um, I, anyway, all that to say, I do feel like TV series, especially really high quality ones, have kind of spoiled me when it comes to movies. Because it, it makes it, in my opinion, harder for a movie to win me over to a character to really establish a good story and a relationship. And I, I find myself not buying into a movie story as much as I used to because I'm like, that happened too fast. That was too rushed. So I, I wonder if that comes into play. Here I, at all. I would say this, and I didn't say it, say it because, I, again, I don't want to spoil it. But the main character, which is a new character, he wasn't in the original Mortal Kombat games. He is completely rushed. Even though they like flesh him out, like you'll get to know him. His lineage and all that's rushed. Like they even how they tell you it, they're like in this and this and this, and it's like, but you could have like shown it. You didn't show it. You just like well, told us yeah. that's what he is, and you gave like a few flashback scenes where you were already getting an idea of like you can predict it, which is fine. I didn't. I I'm well, not knocking it for not being a mystery. It was more how they unveiled it they could have done done it better but there are several characters they just it was almost like hey we'll put you in there real quick nostalgia reasons maybe let you kill somebody maybe get killed whatever but there was no like hey this is why she's here or this is why he's here and what's their motivation sub-zero you know his motivation Scorpion, you know his motiv motivation. Sang Sung spells out his motivation. Other ones, not so much. <coughs> but overall, I can't think of another video game movie that I absolutely loved. And this one, I'm going to watch it again. That's how much I like yeah. it. And I'm not a, I'm not a movie buff. I was going to go through all the Godzilla movies, and I got through half of the first one, and I was like, don't care. 
this, I'm going to watch it again. So the that first, means I really the, like it. That first Godzilla movie is a bit plotting. Cause like you want to, you want to see Godzilla. Like that's really what it's about. But there's a lot of like, what's his face on the ground. Like, yeah. um, uh, Soldier Boy Quicksilver from Aaron, the Marvel Aaron movies. Taylor Johnson. Yeah, there's there's a bit too much of like him just kind of like going through stuff and like getting from place to place. It's like, all right, let, I want, come on, give me some Godzilla, you know. By the way, that's a criticism that folks of the more recent Godzilla movies have. They're like, hey, there's not enough human stuff. Human stories aren't no. very good, <laughs> and they show you too much of the monsters. I'm like, well, then you're missing the point of this. Yeah, but you're anyway. you're an you're an idiot is basically in your trash. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Dan? Um, yeah, I agree with pretty much most of what um, Derek said, and obviously trying to not be spoilery because Tim didn't watch it already. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, the the, the third. So it's specifically the third act that's rushed, um, and and like there's literally like a moment where like something happens where they're kind of all gathered around, and then like just suddenly something happens, and then like the third act. It starts to proceed and you're like oh wait what's ha- what's happening and then people are fighting and you're like wait why does that is this what is this what i think it is is it not what it is and it's just it's a little disorienting and and obviously derek i'm sure you know which part i'm talking about like yep. right at the third act, like when things start escalating right at the end it's like it's just very like just they're throwing it at you and it's like you didn't really explain if this is what we think it is or if it's like something else is going on um, I mean, they do say something, but it's just kind of like a throwaway line to kind of like almost bridge w- what's happening. But it's like it's not really a good like explanation or reason. It's not like satisfying. Um, mm-hmm. But still, like the fighting is cool and 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 the choreography is good. I know that um, before the movie was coming out, they were trying to make like a big point about like how they wanted the choreography to be really good um, and not too like CG, like kind of like fake like the games they wanted it to be maybe a bit more grounded. I mean, there is CG moments. Um, there's certain moves that, you know, I think there's maybe like a handful of moves that are done and, and they incorporate some CG in there. Cause obviously you just kind of had to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, definitely. Like the main character, I think he's a little weak just because yeah, they, they don't perhaps spend too much time, you know, well, kind of explaining like his dialogue some stuff. was weak too. Yeah. He, he didn't seem like the best actor out of the bunch to be honest he seemed a, he seemed a, a bit weak like almost like i don't know almost I've like seen so- him before I, which yeah. one the one that's playing cole so cole is like the new lead character yeah okay. he's like an original okay. character that's tied into the story okay um okay. but I, I i do really like that this is really tied into like the lore of like so like the it's it's basically sub-zero versus scorpion like that's what the lore and kind of introducing everything and like what is the connection there between the two and how that like funnels into everything else and everyone else involved um yeah, it's uh, and that that yeah, that Scorpion and Sub Zero fight was sick. Um, I I did really like that that they showed you know they've showed like a little bit in the trailers, but um, yeah, that's it's pretty pretty sick. So I I look forward to the future of them introducing you know some new characters or maybe like because obviously with the lore of Mortal Kombat, certain characters become other characters. So I like kind of hope that that's what happens. So that would be kind of cool to kind of kind of you know continue that. And see where that spins off to. Um, soundtrack is is pretty solid. They they re uh, they remixed that original 1995 Mortal Kombat theme song. So yeah. that's uh, that's pretty pretty cool. It's a little too dubstepy for me, 
but I, I do like that they incorporate actual parts of that song, like the dude that shouts Mortal Kombat, um, and like test your might. They just kind of throw that in there, so that's fun. Um, Dan, yeah, is just, this something that you would have liked to see as a series, or are you cool with it just being a movie and maybe having a sequel? I mean, there's pros and cons to it being a show, because like, say it was, you know, eight. Uh, one-hour-long episodes, then technically you're getting eight hours as opposed to a two-hour film, or not even two hours, apparently. Um, But then it's like, would they have given it the budget of of what they gave this movie? You know? It's like, I don't know how that works. I don't know the specifics of, like... I know shows are are kind of actually more popular nowadays than than movies. So I I don't know if they would have given it the appropriate budget to, you know, have it be as good of a show as it could be as opposed to the movie so i would I mean. say this i understand tim's point especially with me saying hey they could have fleshed out these characters when i say fleshed out like when i think of a show like a lot of the shows i like there's a lot of different plot points a lot usually a lot of characters that they, they have to take the time to flesh out a lot of things to to make the major scenes or the major plot twists more impactful I think this is a overall, and I'm speaking in Mortal Kombat in general, not just this movie. Mortal Kombat is a pretty simple plot. There's not a yeah. lot you need to flesh out. So when I say flesh out, I'm saying just take a few moments without. Like there was parts where I knew they were trying to appease to people that don't know what Mortal Kombat is. Like yeah, where in the beginning of the movie they would be like the character would respond to another character by explaining something that anybody who's played the games already knows. I'm like, you're, you're okay that you're dumbing down the universe. But again, I understood it. But my point is, is like when I say fleshing out, like I'll I'll use Melina as an example. I already told told everybody she's in the movie, she's in the trailers and all that stuff. Melina just shows up, says like two words, fights a few times, and that's it. You don't know who she is. Yeah. You don't know why she's there. And Melina is mm-hmm. a major character yeah. in Mortal Kombat. She's not just like somebody who shows up in one or two games. Like she's, she's in almost every one. She's very intrinsically tied to Shao Kahn, who's the big yeah. boss, um, who's then directly tied to Katana um, and Jade. Which so. totally tells me, since they're going to have sequels, she will be fleshed out. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. But my point is, is in this movie, it was everything. And I'm just using her as an example. You can sure. apply this to every character. They didn't take the time to at least somewhat, without just going, Hey, Melina, you're here because you're a bad girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, show me her. Why she's there? You know, Show me it, where she came from. That's, it's actually that's funny. The 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 sort of like rushed feeling, especially with that third act, actually really kind of connects to like in the middle of the movie where they're like, yeah, we don't have a lot of time to like like prepare for this. Like that whole you know them saying like, yeah, like we we need to prepare for this. Like we they, you know they're gonna bring their 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 dudes and start fighting and do Mortal Kombat, and that kind of like is almost like a you know. One that was another one. thing that was kind of my problem with the overall plot is the main plot in this. And again, I, I won't say it because, or I'll say it because I don't think it's that spoily. Is okay. So for anybody who doesn't know the rules with Mortal Kombat, like the whole point of the tournament is to 
to fight for your freedom. Like they're wanting to take over. And if the realm, yeah. Yeah. So I think the outworld had won nine straight tournaments. And if they won the 10th tournament, they could take over the earth realm or whatever. Right, right, right. So the earth realm, it's really important that the earth heroes come together, that they create a big team. So they don't lose this tournament. Well, Shao, not Shao Kong. Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung is like, we shall not leave this to chance. We are basically going to break the rules and try to destroy these people before the tournament, right? You've won nine straight tournaments. You really don't need to cheat. So it was kind of like a very weak and thin uh, plot point to be like, we're going to go after them now. We're going to cheat the system. We're going to do it the wrong way because we're bad guys when you've won nine straight tournaments. You're well, good. I think that's kind of probably what was happening with some of those um, those years or whatever amount of time, stretch of time happened for each tournament. But Yeah, and I agree. You know. They've probably always been dirty and cheated, and I even think they said we – I think Shang Tsung said we never play fair or something like that. Yeah. Okay, but – we the viewers don't know that because we didn't see the nine previous tournaments. Sure. I I'm just sharing what went through my head. I'm like, well, you won nine straight. You're good. You're locked in, buddy. You don't need to cheat. You don't need to fight this unnecessary fight. Just go to the tournament. And that's what I kept expecting to happen. And and that's where I was saying like it. I agree with Daniel 100%, which is very rare. The whole third part <laughs> of it. And I was checking the time because I had to go to work. So I was checking, like, how far am I in this movie? I'm like, this movie only has, like, 20 minutes left. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's going on? What's going on? And boom. You yeah. know, it kicks off, and then it's like, oh, okay. So we're, we're at the end. Okay. But I think overall, we've talked about it a lot. But, again, it's my favorite, you know, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, gaming franchises. I mean, knowing the movie was coming out, I went and bought four T-shirts I, I just love the, the franchise. Like, um, so I think it's it's a compliment to say this is fun. Yeah. It is good for the most part. Not in all areas. It was well acted. The script, I would give it a 7 out of 10. Um, the dialogue, a 7 out of 10. The fight scenes, 9 out of 10. Fatality is a little rushed because some of them came and I was like, oh, there was no buildup. It was like, but it happens though, and that's awesome. So, (laughs) but yeah, when they happen, it happens. They do them justice. Like they were like, I, I was like, they nailed these. These are done perfectly. So, well, you guys got me excited to watch it. I am looking forward to it. So that'll be cool. Yeah, but you're a little Street Fighter noob, so <laughs> I don't like violence. I'm Christian Tan. <laughs> Blood and gore make I mean, me upset. Aren't you Christian also? <laughs> I'm like the fakest Christian you've ever met. I do like that mid conversation you switched your background though. Like you're really going yeah. going all in. And I like this. Yep, there you go. Um the Mortal Kombat characters, by the way, some of the best character and costume and weapon design. Mm-hmm. Of any fighting, or really of any game, but definitely of any fighting game. Just really good character design. Even the bat, even the characters that we look at now, we're like, well, that's pretty cheesy. They're still better than a lot of, I mean, fighting games, especially these games newer up. iterations. Like and like, there's the different outfits that you can up, you like, kind of get. So in, cool. in, yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, and also, Sub Zero is better than Scorpion, always and forever. So, <laughs> is that? Do you prefer to use him in the game over Scorpion? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, that's I mean, the dude. funny thing is when I was young and I first started playing Mortal Kombat games, blue's my favorite color. Right, so exactly. And, and I usually prefer ice over fire, so exactly. naturally I was a huge Sub-Zero fan. But as I played the game, I was like, Scorpion's, he's not only more fun to play with, but he has the best fatalities. Yeah. Sub-Zero's fatalities, like, maybe one or two are outstanding the rest are just cheesy i don't know the modern day ones do get pretty crazy though i mean dude sub-zero's forming like ice axes now and like swords he's doing he's doing some cool stuff dude yeah scorpion's way better okay you're just jumping on the bandwagon (laughs) you know i know that there's a lot of episodes where dan and i will sit off in a corner and talk about either valheim or indie games or something i want to keep this Derek is interested train rolling here right into our headlines. Hey, you probably go to sleep by now. And talk about <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic remake. It's reportedly in the works right now. Don't, by... they, re- don't they report this like every year, though? Well, now it's apparently actually being handled by Aspire, and they're the team that just did Pod Racer, Republic Commando, Jedi Academy. So they have a very recent track record of handling a bunch of Star Wars IP. And they're calling it a remake. They're not calling it a remaster because there already are some kind of upgraded versions you can play like on the iPad and stuff. So this is supposedly a remake. And so if that's the case, my hopes aren't too high. It's not being remade by Bioware. But if they can make it a really good-looking version of an old game, I will 100% go through this. And I'll I'll play through Sith Lords too. They're going to have to change the gameplay. I think that's why they would call it a remake because I'll be honest with you. Doesn't hold up. Knights of the Old Republic and the second one are two of my favorite all-time games. Right. But whenever I go back to them, I'm like, ooh. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What kind like, of combat is this? Like, I know they're RPGs, but are they like actual menus turn-based, or is it more like action RPG? So it's like pause it is time. Turn-based. Give out orders. It's turn-based, but you're moving the whole time. Yeah. Okay. More but Mass so, Effect and less Final Fantasy. Well, I was gonna say. Would this actually be a good sort of um, it's game? It's like Dragon to... Age Origins. Dragon Age. There you go. Okay. Well, I was gonna say if you kind of want to keep it in the RPG like roots a little bit, but like be mostly action, maybe borrow inspiration from Seven Remake. Yeah. Because I think unless they're yeah. gonna change it completely, they're gonna do Dragon Age Inquisitions. Mm. Okay. Type combat where you can have strategy while oh like pause it and then kind of do sure got you and give out your orders and all that stuff yeah yeah. Yeah. so that'd be exciting if it again i would love for there to be not only a visual upgrade like derek said um let's let's improve the gameplay too and i know most people just want bioware to make a third one of these or someone to make a third one and i'd be excited for that too but this game is a classic and it's been out for oh i should have looked it up this one came out i want to say like 19 years ago does that sound right? An anyway. original Xbox. It's old. I think people so it would make sense. If it came out 19 years ago, then they're obviously going to release it next year. Yes. It's going to be. Yeah, I think it was 2002. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. People just want Bioware to do anything good at all, right now. Yep. So yep. you know. Yep. Can I just say, I still think people are way too hard on Bioware. I understand <laughs> Anthem was a letdown, but Dragon Age sure. Inquisitions wasn't. No. Andromeda gets pooped on when it shouldn't. Andromeda like, was great, man. Great game. I understand it came out mm. a little broken. Yeah. It was. I, I have to acknowledge it. But story, characters, and gameplay were still really good. It's, I understand it, you, and it look, it you didn't good. have Shepard, so you cry me a river, but it's still good. <laughs> 
it's almost kind of like Days yeah. Gone, right? Because Days Gone came out broken. The reviews reflected that. And then some time passed. They uh, they kept patching it. And now people are like, this is legitimately like a really solid game. Like a lot of people actually like it, which is why they were upset about the Days I Gone 2. I think Andromeda is a it's too better late. game, but <laughs> I agree with your analogy as far as, yes, Days Gone mm-hmm. is a better game than what reviewers thought it was. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. speaking of which, speaking of Days Gone, uh, I know we talked about this last week. But I did think it was funny throughout this week of people surfacing the quote of uh, what's this guy's name? Garvin. His last name's Garvin. Um, hang on. No one idea. Uh, John Garvin. He was a creative director for Days Gone. Uh, John Garvin. He was on Jaffe's David Jaffe's YouTube show, and he basically here's this, I'll just read his quote to you. He says because he was being asked by Jaffe about people waiting around for a sale and why isn't a sequel getting made, and he said, okay. I do have an opinion. On something your audience may find of interest, and it might piss some off. If you love a game, buy it at full price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale. I got it through PS Plus, whatever. So he's clearly unhappy with the way that consumers decided to do this. And this is actually a topic I wanted us to cover. So I'm curious what you guys think about this. Should consumers be made to feel guilty if they don't buy some at full price? Like, is it like a punishment? You won't get more of this if you don't do that? Like, is that really, do you think that's fair? What do you think about that? It's a okay, lot to so take I, in. I think I understand his mindset, and that is okay. So he kind of says it wrong, though. He should at least have he should have fleshed out his comment a little more. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean by that: turned it into a series instead of a exactly, movie. Exactly, exactly. So nobody knew, even me, who bought Days Gone on day one. Nobody knew if this game was going to be good. I could not tell you I was going to love it. In fact, when I bought it day one and started playing it, I did not love it. It wasn't until I came back to it way later when it was, and and I won't even say that because its brokenness didn't bother me. That wasn't why I wasn't into it. I just felt like it was kind of jarring when I first played it because I was like, this feels like a B-movie video game, especially if you compare it to like The Last of Us. I understand it's open world, The Last of Us isn't, but my point is, is even the character movement, all that stuff is not at the triple a level okay right so to say if you love a game you should pay full price well first i'd have to love the game so if i don't know if i love the game or the franchise then why would i buy the game for me i know why i bought it because it interests me but for most people they're not like me most gamers are not like me yes there's a lot in our group that buy stuff day one but i almost i mean I literally bought Nier, and I hate Nier Automata. Why the <laughs> hell did I buy Nier? Yeah, why did you do that? <laughs> because Tim and I just started talking, and I was like, Tim, uh, what are you buying? He told me, I'm going to buy Returnal. Okay, I'll buy Nier. <laughs> you're, you're giving me a discount by giving me Dude, Returnal. Uh, yeah, Automata, is, um, Automata is amazing. Like, you're insane. It is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing, yeah. It's just too anime for you, right? That's what that's the problem. It's too so anime. I just want to say that I think I look cute right now. Dan, what is your you know take why? On this? Should we, should we <laughs> it is. It's the should we feel guilty? Um, guilty no, if mean, uh, if a sequel's not made because we didn't buy it in the way we were supposed to or at a price we were supposed to? I mean, like I get I get the creator is like, hey, buy my thing for sixty dollars because then we get more money coming in and then we could make more of the stuff that you want, right? Like. If we're literally getting in more money, then we can do that. But um, yeah, I mean, like we, like what Derek said, it's like I think it's it, the mindset he does, and I see it too. 
in all those big groups, the mindset is, I'll just get it on Game Pass. I'll get it on PS Plus. And it's like, but do you are you interested in the game? Why won't you spend any money on it? That's what I don't understand. I mean, I, I do have to agree, and I don't right. games. It's the financial struggles, you know? It's Some people just really, a lot of people are just like, I buy Madden, Call of Duty, and then maybe like one other well, game. A lot of people there for the whole year. it out, like, I'll buy yeah, two new you know? games all year, and that's, that's their prerogative. That's fine. I mean, Listen, I actually completely disagree with this guy's take. We live in a day and age right now where we have Game Pass, we have PS Plus, we have all these games that are getting given at a great discount, if not free, maybe with a subscription. I mean, I'm I'm sorry that the market is heading that direction and he doesn't like it. Mm. But as a consumer, no one's well, I shouldn't say no one. It's not because people pirated this game. That's not why it's not getting a sale. Yeah. That's not the problem. So, like, if you want to get mad at someone for stealing it, I 100% get it. You know, if musicians or movie makers or even game makers are mad because their game is getting pirated, that sucks. And I actually yeah. feel for them, and I think that's awful. That's not what's happening here. This is people who are choosing to use their money and wait in the way that they want to. Like, some people decided, hey, we really want to watch the new Disney Pixar, you know, just the new Disney movie, that last Maya and the Last Dragon. But we're mm -hmm. going to wait. Till it comes out in June for all Disney Plus viewers. We don't want to pay the 30 bucks up front. I don't right. care. Do what you want. Because Disney made it clear up front, that's what you could do if you want to. Right. So if, if a company gives you all these options of here's how you can access the content, I can't get mad at the consumer for choosing one of those avenues. Some people will buy it up front and spend all the I money. Mean, Some people th won't. Those conversations have been had, right? Where it's like, well, what is the what is the value of a game to you? And then people are like, well, how many hours is it? Or does it have this? Does it have that? You know, it's like, well, that's the that's the that's the thing here, right? The reviews came out, and the game kind of came across as a bit mediocre. So everyone was like, I'm Didn't not come out spending across as mediocre, Dan. I'll just be a little <laughs> harsher than Derek was. It was mediocre. It was mediocre, and that's the problem. If you don't yeah. make a must-buy product, people sure. aren't going to feel like they must yeah. buy it. That's just the bottom line. And they yeah. didn't make a must-buy game. This is not saying that game was bad. To me, that's a, it's a classic swimming in sevens, maybe even close to eight because it's mm -hmm. a really big open world to explore. But it's not amazing. It's not must-buy. It wasn't even close and to the top of a Like, I loved it. I beat it twice. I loved it. And I would play it a third time. In fact, I'm going to buy it when it comes on PC. But was it a must-buy when it released for, any, for most people? I mean, I don't think I it don't was. I don't think it. No, for most gamers, no, it's not. Right. I I, I don't disagree. I don't know with what, what he was I'm expecting. Saying, but I also don't want to take this guy out of context, or at least the context I'm assuming he's speaking from. I think what he's where he's coming from is, if you want Days Gone too, like if you've got all these people chirping and whining, pay sixty dollars. I don't think that's wrong to say. I think if 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 he was. If nobody's whining and he just said that, like, guys, you want a day's gone too? Why didn't you pay 60 bucks? Then that's entitlement. But he's saying, guys, you're upset that we're not getting a sequel, but you didn't go out and support this game at the highest level that you could have supported it at. That's what's going to get you a sequel. So that I agree with. I also agree with Tim that, again, you wouldn't have to worry about whether somebody's buying it for 60 or not if you make a Last of Us quality game. They're going to pay 60 bucks. Nobody's, yep. I won't say nobody. There are the Jesse Whites of this world. Idiot. Um, that, <laughs> wow. That shots, shots fired. <laughs> Jesse knows I love him. But he won't play The Last of Us right away. He waits until it goes on sale. So there's those few people that do it. But for the most, for most people, they see experience like that and they see all the reviews. They're like, 
buying it. In fact, it's a, see, honestly, that is but why just, I he will Nier. he will pull the trigger on some games. So well, if it's a series record. that he already likes, or if or if the reviews and the things coming back are so overwhelming that it just works on him, then it would work. And he's a great example of someone who's he's going to hold uh, that wallet closed a little more tightly, which I think is there's a lot of people out there in that same way. Well, like, hey, I'm not a, just going to throw money There's more games. Jesse Whites than there are Derek Teagues. 100%. Yes, absolutely. And so I think the onus is on the people creating the thing to make it undeniably great. And it wasn't undeniably great. It, no, was, I mean, it was good. It yeah. just wasn't undeniably great. I mean, it, so I'm sorry also... that I'm sorry that your game wasn't good enough to make everyone buy it at sixty bucks. That's look my response. How, look at how rude this Timothy boy is. <laughs> snobby Tim. It's snobby Tim. It's snobby Tim. Uh, I mean, listen, it's all... I I don't begrudge anyone who enjoyed it. I know you and Sasan went back, and you guys both really liked it, and that actually kind of makes I me go. I think we yelled over it for a while. We you were definitely yelled over it. You did. Stop. And Please. I think. And I think that's awesome, but I'm also, I mean, it's the same thing with uh, with Yellow. any other exclusive that doesn't quite hit it out of the park, you know. Especially with this new IP, you got a lot that's going up against you. And I don't know. I feel like even the people that had bought it, I think Sony is still looking at how I mean, good the game was, how also, critically received, and it was not up to snuff with its other first party games. It just wasn't. I think this. I think too, like with him, with him being like you know really directly tied to making the game like they worked on that game for like what at least six years like they worked on it for a long time so like also he's coming at it from like man we put like freaking blood sweat and tears into this thing and and you guys are saying you want a second one but like you know some of you maybe didn't buy it at 60 dollars so it's like there's kind of that level of emotion with it too perhaps where it's like obviously you know he made this thing it's it's you know obviously with a team of people but you know this but probably I do believe bit. as a follow up to that he and other creators have tweeted out since then to their credit mm. like just so it's clear we are so appreciative of those who have supported it wherever you played it and sure. so to Derek's point there was context to that comment to Jaffe but he was just kind of having an honest raw moment of like yeah you know that would have that would have helped make a case for this if you guys would have done that so i get it i get it but um, I also look at Sony's other first-party games and the quality that they're putting yeah. out when they release a major first-party game. This one didn't feel like it's, it was one of those. You know? It's a lot easier for people to just say, is this on par with this game? Like, whatever in their head is, like, you know, that that bar that's, like, it's up here. It's, like, is the game is the game to that? If it's not, I'm not dropping $60. So, like, I mean, it's, it's just, like, you know. It's like the Indiana Hoosiers having one really good football season in the Big Ten. It's like, all right, good job, but you're not you're not Ohio that State. Reference, Michigan, that State. reference Sorry. is going right over. Derek right. knows what I'm saying. Derek <laughs> knows what I'm saying. Yep. Like good for, good for you, Indiana. Yep. You had one good year. You're, and even then you weren't that great. So all right. Uh, Microsoft, let's talk about them real quick. XCloud is coming to iOS and PC devices. And I, I think this is a pretty big deal because and I think it's in beta. So it's it's one of those things where you have think you have to sign up for it, but it's on its way, so you'll be able to play uh, xCloud. <laughs> Thanks, Derek, for the slow I mean, clap. you're the Xbox guy. <laughs> on, uh, on Apple devices and on PC. And PC. So uh, I think same thing as PS Now. You need to have a great connection. Like, it's mm. it's not for everybody. You've got to have yeah. a really good connection for this. But the idea of it is really cool. My son got a – he saved up and bought himself a Samsung Galaxy tablet. And he, uh, he streamed a couple games on there. And it looks pretty good. Like, it's not perfect. But it, it was pretty cool. He just he Bluetoothed his controller to it and was like, 
look at this. Uh, I mean, it's funny because his TV and his Xbox are right there, but mm-hmm. he's sitting on his bed with those right there turned off, and he's got his little tab like, Dad, look, I can play right here. And I'm like, yeah, you can also play yeah, right you're there. you're pointing the at TV. the TV. Yeah, the vaginas. <laughs> but yes. the idea of it is cool. I get, I get that. The idea of sure. it is very cool. Sure. Um, a couple things from Nintendo. Um, this Polish developer called Pineapple Works, they've announced this game called Adventure, which looks a lot like earthbound and undertale and there's a reason it looks like those two that's the games that inspired it basically it's coming to switch next year it looks like it's got that kind of quirky rpg light uh vibe to it i mean somebody's got to make those games since nintendo won't release mother 3 over here (laughs) in the states for some reason i don't know very true there's another game that just came out i believe or it's about to i just saw it on the nintendo life website called smelter it's kind of a combination between Mega Man X scrolling action and then mm. a little bit of Act Razor style strategy elements. Oh, I think it. I actually saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So Smelter looks really cool. I like the visuals of it. There was a game that tried this last year or the year before called Soul Seraph, and it didn't mm-hmm. quite do it. It was trying to be the modern Act Razor, and it didn't capture that same magic, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't that fun. So Smelter does look like it's a lot better. So if you're interested in that, you can go check that out. Um, Capcom is going to have another Monster Hunter digital event on Tuesday this coming week uh, on the 27th. So check that out. They're going to have some updates on Monster Hunter Rise. I don't know if I think that might just be about Switch updates, although they could end up announcing, you know, ports to PC or PS4 or something like that. Who knows? Um, But at the very least, we're going to get some updates on what they're working on with Rise and on Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is kind of their anime spinoff. Uh, that's coming to Switch in July. So, game, right? So that's anime, anime game. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Not show. Yeah, my kids have it. Game. Right. It's the game. My yeah, anime style game. I should have said that more clearly. My kids have the first one on the 3DS, and they really liked it. It's mm. very very kid friendly. It's not really a Monster Hunter game. It's like a story based RPG where you have monsters from the I'm world. Actually, I'm actually into it. I like the way it looks, and if it's a little more focused, I might actually be into playing that as opposed to Rise. It is more so. focused. Focused. It's not really the same experience yeah. uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more quick thing I thought was kind of interesting is uh, the Spanish or, the yeah, the Spanish branch of Konami, so Konami España, hints at more Switch news to come, and this is via various interviews and some just kind of fun tweets from their official account. Uh-oh. And there's some copyrights involving Castlevania as well as, and I think Derek, you liked this game as well as mm. metal gear rising revengeance. Revengeance. Yeah. Wait, are they going to put revengeance on the switch? Possibly. I mean, who knows, <laughs> I but mean, they could. it was I mean, a 360 game. Sure. I feel like that would be a good one for them to put out. I think, I mean, people like me would be interested in giving it a go on the Switch. You know, mm. it's interesting to see Konami. It seems like they're starting to dip their toes back into the gaming world a little bit. They're doing that. Um, um, I can't pronounce it now. That get Getsu Fumaden, I think is how you say it. Yeah, they're doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Close. Yeah, I think so. that that's pretty much. Um, I keep hearing Metal Gear, and I guess it's been the case like here and there over the years. But like right now, there's there's been a David Hayter. Uh, the voice of uh, Solid Snake is also kind of been doing some cryptic uh, stuff. Uh, the, supposedly Metal Gear 2 remake or Metal okay. Gear Solid 2. Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, okay. So that would be that would be super cool. Did you guys ever play the Metal Gear Solid kind of upgrade on GameCube when that came out? Yeah, I did. I, apparently, a lot of purists really don't like it. Um, I That's didn't. Fair. Dislike it's it. very different than the PS One, but I, I mm. visually it's better, and I liked that one a lot. I actually ended yeah. up 
I was hard up for money a while back, and that one was really hard to find. So I was able to get like eighty bucks for it or something at one point. So I went for it, and I kind of regret that now. It's, I wish I could have figured out a way to keep games like that. And then I also got rid of the. There were two Fire Emblem games back to back on GameCube and Wii that were both hard wow. to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got some good money for those. I kind of wish I had uh, held on to them, but whatever. I'm a, I'm a fake fan. What can I say? <laughs> Um, so that's all the headlines that jumped out to me. Uh, is there anything else well, for you guys before we talk about what we're playing? Everyone could be uh, not mad at Sony anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Everything's fine now. Let's talk about the old Sony walk back. <laughs> um, all right. So a little bit ago, Microsoft <laughs> did a walk back, right? They announced the hmm. price hike for their uh, Game Pass. Was it Game Pass or Xbox Live? I think it was Xbox Live. Right? Xbox Live? Yeah, I think it was Xbox Live. So anyway... The short version of that was people whined a lot and Microsoft changed their mind. They're like, we hear you, and they changed it back. Sony just did the exact same thing. They yeah. just, they announced, here we're shutting down these digital stores. People whined a lot, and they're like, we hear you. PSP's still going away, but we'll keep PS3 and Vita around uh, their digital stores, at least. So Yeah, PSP uh, commerce functionality will retire uh, July 2nd, 2021. As planned. Uh, But yeah, Sony has officially confirmed it will be backtracking its decision to close the PlayStation stores associated with the PS3 and PS Vita consoles. There you go. Um, But I swear, I think, I don't know if it's actually saying in this article, I think they still can't be releasing a new game on the Vita. Because, like, Colin's all up in arms because, like, he actually has, like, stake in a a company that, that does a lot of Vita games. So... And I, to be fair, I think he, I think he, he has a right to be a bit pissed because I guess he had bought a second uh, dev kit, like literally uh. just like last within the last month or two, like right before they said, oh yeah, by the way, we're closing that. And it's like, okay, Sony, come on, like why yeah. were you still selling dev kits if you kind of like were in discussions behind the scenes? Like that's that's, that's not fair. cool. That's yeah. Not to cool. me, that makes sense, right? Because you spent money. Yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of it shutting down makes a little more sense, but. Uh, I think the fact that you were still going to be able to log in and download previous purchases already made this less of a big deal, but they they are reversing the decision for, I'm guessing, the two more active storefronts. Yeah. So there, there needs to be a better solution, though. All of this needs to be put onto newer, the, the, whatever, if the infrastructure is different, whatever it is they need to do, just figure it out, because Microsoft did, and they said, they even yeah. said it was a pain, right? They said this was a pain, but we did it, because it's important. Yeah, so there Sony needs, needs to be to kind of like one umbrella store yeah. for Sony yeah, yeah. behind everything, mm-hmm. and then certain things are playable on certain systems. They've done it in small ways here and there, where you could buy yeah. something on ps5 store but it's also ps4 so they've got those integrated it'd be great if they integrated everything else um it needs to be it's important i totally agree i totally agree so all right well that's all the headlines that i had i wanted to talk a little bit about near but before we talk about near replicant because i did play a little bit of it this evening Mm. you know through like the first story section and beat my first boss so i want to talk about that a little bit but curious if you guys are playing anything new or notable this week um actually for derek i want to throw out and i forgot to mention it on the last episode because i actually had listed several things uh so derek while you were gone for a couple of episodes i did something uh that i regret i played <laughs> i played a game that you very much enjoy um i i just i i fell to the to the greed i fell greed fall greed fall <laughs> I played that for about an hour a few and? years back. Um, dude, that opening city 
is surprisingly gorgeous. Um, yeah. That that just like the kind of like steampunk, like there's like fog and smog, and the lighting is actually really nice. Like it's actually a super cool looking city. Like I I actually really wanted to explore it. Um, but it's really hard to want to explore when your like characters when they're running around just look like ridiculous mannequins. <laughs> like I was gonna ask you about the running, yeah, the animation. <laughs> I could the, not get over it, man. The animations are really bad. I was like, I can't um, watch this character move like this for an entire game. I can't yeah. do. Yeah, <laughs> but like, there's there is something there. I think if this developer keeps just kind of going for it and 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 trying what they're what they're trying to do, and maybe just kind of have that that budget to. I think maybe the scope of this was too big for maybe the budget that they had. Yeah, that makes Cause sense. Because it seems like they really focused on a lot of things. Like I said, like perhaps the environment's looking really nice, but then the characters run like freaking idiots. Um, but did then you get the to combat though, did you? I did do the combat, but I didn't really mess around with a lot of the pausing stuff. But it seems like the systems are super deep there. Um, and then it has that whole Mass Effect thing of like you know talking to individuals, making choices those choices affect like you know which avenue you go down and and it seemed like there's certain parts of like maybe the city that if like you interact with people a certain way like if you go to this part of the city like people are really not gonna like you there um things like that so it seems really interesting i just i i didn't feel it in my heart to like actually be like i'm gonna play this and actually beat it but like i i acknowledge that there's some things there that are interesting and and this team i think if they can kind of just Maybe maybe like scale it back just a little bit, a little bit yeah. and have and have the budget kind of coincide like nice and evenly with with the scope of what they're trying to make. And and they can just kind of keep improving because I think they probably have some pretty good ideas. Um, just please, for the love of God, make your characters run like normal people. <laughs> just please. I mean, every time they release a game, they get better. Yeah. So, yeah. So and yeah, I know exactly. they make money off their stuff now. Well, I'm sure they always made it, but I'm saying like they make good money. So I know their teams are getting better, more experienced. Yeah. So I do expect by the time they release a PS5, Xbox Series X game, we're going to What gonna are you get... doing over there, man? I've seen a lot of leg. <laughs> <laughs> what? Come on. What, what, what is this? Does Tim need to censor you? Does Tim need to censor you? I just saw a lot of leg and then your hand disappeared. And I was like, <laughs> what are we about to witness here? Oh, my gosh. Thank God for the fading uh, in and out background. So um, last week we did end the episode talking about the three of us going to play. And we did. We went and played some Hunt oh, Showdown yeah, yeah, yeah. just for a few rounds. And um, I, loved it. I didn't I didn't like it. But um, <laughs> that's because it's basically like Nightmare Cowboy Fortnite. And so yeah. I didn't really – it wasn't yeah. really my thing. It's... Although I will admit the, the setting is very cool. The concept mm-hmm. and all that is very cool. Mm-hmm. And – there's a ton of depth in terms of stuff to unlock and visuals and all that. And there, there's a lot there that if you like that style of game, I could see people getting into it. But yeah, when you're playing a game and all you can think about is other things you'd rather be doing, you know, it's not a game for you. And I know that you guys have done that before too. So yeah, it's called the pirate game or whatever on Xbox. The one you love. Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yeah. It's so boring and stupid. Yeah. It really is, and I can't stop playing it when I do start playing it. But um, the other one I'm playing, of course, is Near. Are either, either of you played this one yet, Near Replicant? No, I've been gone. No. Um, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I, I'm probably gonna wait a while to be honest. It's just I have like this <gasps> weird thing. You're not I gonna support weird... the developer. <laughs> I have a weird thing with prequels. 
I just I, I'm not like immediately excited about something that technically takes place before a story that I already experienced. I just don't know how much of like this game is tied to that one. Like yeah. how much of that lore is like, you know, like if if I was playing automata uh, automata, um, was I missing things because I never played the original like uh, that sort of stuff. But like, yeah, I never so I had never played the original. So. I played Automata, really liked it, especially. So I thought my first time through whatever chapter A, I don't, isn't it chapter A, B, and C it's, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, there's A, B, C, D, and E. Um, so the first time through I was like, oh, this is interesting. I, I thought it was good. Second time through I was like, oh, really? I'm redoing almost everything. This is weird. It's just a slightly mm-hmm. different perspective. I don't know if I love this. The third one is where I was like, whoa, this is mind blowing, and I love it because it kind of mm-hmm. picks up and moves the story forward. And there's a bunch of twists to the overarching story that I thought were great. So I enjoyed that a lot. Didn't feel like I... I mean, they, there's a lot of weird dialogue in these types of games. There's a lot of stuff there. You're like, I don't think they're saying real words right there. Like, that's very confusing. Very anime. Um, but yeah. Um, but I still loved it. I thought that was a really fun game and a cool story. And I have no idea if this one's going to connect to it down the line. It's not apparent to me, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh at the beginning in the first there's a whole opening sequence there's a little tutorial and then there's a time jump you know when you see a time jump in a movie or a show and like for example at the end of infinity war was it infinity War or is the beginning of endgame beginning of endgame they do a five-year jump right mm-hmm. right that's a big deal five years a lot happens in five years well this is more of like a 1400 year jump that they oh. throw yeah okay that's it yeah right out of the gate just 1400 <laughs> years so that kind of stuff really makes me roll my eyes because I'm just like, well, what's the po-? like, all right. And maybe it'll make sense, but it's just so dumb. Sure. So anyway, uh, it throws you forward in the future. And of course, by then things are way different. And so you're in a much different type of setting after that time jump. And so far it feels very much like an old game. It's not, mm. that's not to say that it's bad, but it's definitely an old game. Like the, it's the opening little quote-unquote village that you're in is mm. so barren. There's a few characters to talk to, but it's just big and green and flat. And it honestly, if 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 someone walked in and I told them I'm actually playing this on the Switch right now under the big screen, it would be believable. Like it doesn't – visuals are not impressing me is what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah. Now, they're not bad. Like if I knew this are on Switch, I'd probably be like, hey, this looks so pretty good for a Switch game. But I'm playing a PS4 game on a PS5 and I'm like, oof, this isn't amazing. Um, yeah, but just wanted to put that out there. I wouldn't expect to be blown away visually. Don't let my background, if you're watching this on video, <laughs> confuse you. This is just some artist's rendering I, of the of the world. I think Automata also wasn't like a showstopper visually. It wasn't. You're right. Um, True. It was just more of like a very unique visual, like had a very unique unique visual yeah. style and just kind of where very the animated. visuals are a little stronger is when you've got a screen full of enemies, tiny enemies mm. that are running around that you have to shoot real quick. You know, similar to Automata, you've got the little over-the-shoulder thing that's helping you fire. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're doing your melee attack or your special attacks, and there's lots happening all at once. And during the big boss fight, you have lots of little mobs that are trying to surround you as well. A lot going on, and the game ran very smoothly. So i got to give it a lot of credit there. Should. So, I just want to say, without spoiling it, the games are connected. How oh, dare you? You have, to, you have to see the all the endings. Sure. So similar yeah, to... I would have been yet. surprised if they aren't, because there are already elements in there that I'm kind of like, yeah, I wonder if they're going to tie that in. Yeah, but when they made the original Nier, which is yeah. what this replicant is, just a remake right. of it, 
they've added a new ending to this remake that connects it to Automata more. Okay. Okay. Now, it wasn't near a spinoff from Dragon Guard. Yeah. One of the endings, I think the E ending on the first Dragon Guard is where Nier came from. Which seems weird because to me, Nier is like a little bit of fantasy, but a lot of modern technology and like futuristic yeah. stuff. And Dragon like Guard dragons and yeah, not. Yeah, it's very medieval, but yeah. lots of magic and stuff. But anyway, sure. so I I like it. I'll keep playing it a little bit to see if it hooks me like the, you know, near Automata did or Automata, however you say it. Okay. I think um, it's Automata. Uh, so that one did eventually hook me, and I liked it. Um, this one, we'll see. We'll see. It's got a very feminine male character in the lead. Well, and my three-year-old was there. He was. <laughs> he kept saying, "That's a girl." I'm like, "Nope, that's a boy." <laughs> He's just like, "That's a girl." Well, like, no. Nope. Just tell him. Listen, it, this is an anime character. That's just. It's, yeah, it's I, an anime character. I, I uh, realized that. Just say this, that they're gender fluid. I did, and I told him that he was a bigot. And he left the room. So I was like, here, take your fruit snacks and leave the room. You bigot. Gender ambiguity. That's pretty okay. much what I told him. Yeah. Um, so those are the those are really the only things that I'm playing outside of the normal stuff. You know, jumped into Rocket League a little bit this week and stuff like that. But I yeah, am. trying out in here. And then next week I'm very excited to play Returnal because today I yes. spent a little time over my lunch break watching some videos now that I've got it officially pre-ordered. And I guess I didn't realize how much this game looks like it's right up my alley. So we'll see. I might play it and it doesn't strike the right tone, but it's looking like something that I'm going to really enjoy. Yeah. So visually looks nice. I like it. Yeah, uh, so we'll talk like about it. it next week. We'll make sure to record after we get a chance to try it out. So anything else you guys are playing before we wrap things up for this uh, week or anything else to bring up? I've also decided for some reason to start playing an MMO again. Okay. I saw you on there playing <laughs> Final Fantasy 14. Yep. I just, I was like, you know what? Why not? Why the hell not invest into a game that's like thousands of hours? Just why not? Um, <laughs> the main reason how does, was... How does it play on the console? Because I've never played an MMO on a console. Right. So Only the main reason was is because the PS5 beta is going on right now. So the game is going to have a the upgraded PS5 version, um, yeah. at, which is in beta. And I wanted to try it out. So I was like, I, I want to try out the beta. And it's not, it's not free. So I was like, all right, well, that's annoying. Um, but there's a free trial that you can... Uh, purchase on the store um, and download it and, and do a free trial of Final Fantasy 14. Well, apparently at some point in the past, it must have been when I originally bought the game, I did a free trial. So the free uh, trial was not valid for me. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> so I was just like talking to my wife and I was just like, oh, I was because I was trying. She was on the couch and I was like trying to figure out like, how the hell can I just play this game for a month for free? And yeah. I just it wasn't happening. And she's like, I mean, if you if you want to just go ahead just pl- you know because you could buy it you could just pay monthly or you can just have it you know auto renew every month just take the money out of your account um so i just i just paid for the month mm-hmm. and i'm just playing it right now um man mmos are just such like a, a niche thing but like the the mmos that just have a big following like millions of people are playing this game but at the right. same time it's so niche it's just right. it's very peculiar because the combat is like but if it gets its hooks in you you're in big trouble because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten hooked by Guild Wars, by Star Wars The Old Republic. Even recently, in the last year, I got re-hooked on Star Wars The Old Republic. Final Fantasy XIV didn't quite hook me, but I remember getting hooked on uh, City of Heroes. I loved that game. I thought the mm-hmm. game was amazing. World yeah. of Warcraft, of course, EverQuest 2. So I've had my fair share of MMOs that have yeah. 
at some point, and usually it's in the first hour or so of getting acclimated and learning your first move or two and going out on your first little dinky quests. Yeah. Uh, if they can, if they can get you there where you get that dopamine hit of leveling oh, yeah. up and rocking something, then dude, you're in trouble. Tim, honestly, it's really just like the bar at the bottom. The the bar at the very very bottom <laughs> is the is the, the ex- exp, exp bar. And that th- that baby's just filling, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and chocobos are running by, and and like, it's just, and people are wearing, you know, freaking, um, uh, d- dark knight armor, yeah, man. you know, dragoon armor, and people are just running around. It's it's just, it, it, obviously, you know, it's a Final Fantasy game. It's just, it's online, but like, I love Final Fantasy, so all the all the visual stuffs just hitting you. But like, the game's just not like. It's not like fast. It's not like an action game, you know. It's 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 very much an old game that's like an RPG and like you you t- your your characters auto attacking and auto it's attacks like, well, and lots of cooldowns and all your specials. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So and there's just so much information on the screen. It just it's overwhelming. Like that first like you know hour or so, and then like you get used to it. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's just it's weird because it's like it's not like amazing to play, but like there's yeah, there's just something about it and whatever it is about it that latch that you latch onto, and you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna keep playing this because I am having fun, mm-hmm. even if it's just that one aspect like exp bar filling up, you know. So <laughs> well, yeah. and for you, of course, also the Final Fantasy universe in general is yes. always gonna have an appeal to you, and it does to me as well. But um, I've that's... heard. 14 has like actually 14 supposedly especially with the expansions it but it a lot of people actually say it's like top three final fantasy story was yeah like, some people that's love intriguing. the story i know i know yeah. but that's it's also overwhelming because you're like all right well then i know the base mmo itself yes. is gonna have what like 200 or something crazy hours of missions and story to yep. get through and then the each expansion is gonna add on yep. to that so yep. that's yep. where i start to kind of go like there's no way i can do this <laughs> and, and it's not all fully voiced that's the that's the other main thing that bugs the hell out of me is like most oh. most of it's not fully voiced. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I got you. But that's my life. Nice. Yep. All right. Well, I think that does it for us this week. And uh, next week we'll be talking about Returnal. I actually actually next week I also want to talk about uh, the upcoming games in May because we've got a really big month of May coming up mm. with several marquee games. So we'll talk about that. And I think that's pretty much it. So we'll let you guys head off to sleep. I know it's getting late. Okay, I know it's been a long day. You need to get your your beauty sleep, especially with that beard, Derek. Derek, um, do you have any words of wisdom for everybody? It's been a while. Let's hear some Wait. words of wisdom. <laughs> I'm playing near, guys. Say YOLO. Oh, wow. So Derek is playing near. That means anybody can accomplish anything and just, you know, have patience. Just enjoy, enjoy things. I mean, even you if- know that I'm playing it, and I told him this. I'm just playing it so I can bitch about it uh, on the next show and online and Facebook. Yep. Sure. So play games so you can complain about it later. I was hoping you would throw us a YOLO brother to close us out, but you didn't want to do that. It's fine. YOLO. (laughs) YOLO brother. Oh, oh no. Please stop. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week.